Long History, a journal of the first voyage of Vasco da Gama. Part 6, Mozambique to Mombasa. Hello everyone and welcome to Long History. This is the place where we take source documents from history and split them up into chunks of around 10 minutes. This is so you can see world famous events through the eyes of the people who were there. There's lots to explore on Long History now with documents about Columbus, Magellan, Sir Walter Raleigh and many more. And here, we're looking at the pioneering voyage by Vasco da Gama around the southern tip of Africa and eventually finding a route to India. These are world-changing events, with Vasco da Gama being one of the three most famous explorers from that European age of exploration, Magellan and Columbus being the others. And this is the sixth of a 15-part series, so don't forget to subscribe to be informed when the remaining episodes in the series are released. In the previous episode, da Gama sailed up the southeastern coast of Africa, reaching Mozambique. As the previous episode ended, da Gama and his crew entered the port of Mozambique, and after searching for a watering hole, with the help of a rather reluctant-seeming Moorish, as they call it, pilot, they returned to their ship. As this episode begins, they approach land again and find a watering place. Da Gama has already rounded the southern tip of Africa, and every move he makes from here is record-breaking. So here we go, with the journal of the first voyage of Vasco da Gama, part 6, Mozambique to Mombasa. In the evening, we return to the mainland, attended by the same pilot. On approaching the watering place, we saw about 20 men on the beach. They were armed with assegais and forbade our approach. The Captain Major, upon this, ordered three bombards to be fired upon them, so that we might land. Having effected our landing, these men fled into the bush, and we took as much water as we wanted. When the sun was about to set, we discovered that a captured person belonging to João de Coimbra had effected his escape. On Sunday morning, the 24th of March, being the eve of Lady Day, a moor came abreast our ships and told us that if we wanted water, we might go in search of it, giving us to understand that we should meet with something which would make us turn back. The Captain Major no sooner heard this than he resolved to go in order to show that we were able to do them harm if we desired it. We forthwith armed our boats, placing bombards in their poops, and started for the village. The Moors had constructed palisades by lashing planks together, so that those behind them could not be seen. They were at that time walking along the beach, armed with assegais, swords, bows and slings, with which they hurled stones at us but our bombards soon made it so hot for them that they fled behind their palisades. But this turned out to their injury rather than their profit. During the three hours that we were occupied in this manner, we saw two men killed, one on the beach and the other behind the palisades. When we were weary of this work, we retired to our ships to dine. They at once began to fly, carrying their chattels in Almadiash to a village on the mainland. After dinner, we started in our boats, 
in the hope of being able to make a few prisoners, whom we might exchange for the two Indian Christians whom they held captive and the person who had deserted. With this object in view, we chased an Almadia, which belonged to the Sharif and was laden with his chattels, and another in which were four people. The latter was captured by Paulo da Gama, whilst the one laden with chattels was abandoned by the crew as soon as they reached the land. We took still another Almadia, which had likewise been abandoned. The people we took on board our ships. In the Almadias we found fine cotton stuffs, baskets made of palm fronds, a glazed jar containing butter, glass files with scented water, books of the law, a box containing skins of cotton, a cotton net and many small baskets filled with millet. All these things, with the exception of the books which were kept back to be shown to the king, were given by the captain major to the sailors who were with him and with the other captains. On Sunday we took in water and on Monday we proceeded in our armed boats to the village, when the inhabitants spoke to us from their houses, they daring no longer to venture on the beach. Having discharged a few bombards at them, we rejoined our ships. On Tuesday, we left the town and anchored close to the islets of saint Jorge, where we remained for three days in the hope that God would grant us a favourable wind. Mozambique to Mombasa on Thursday, the 29th of March, we left these islands of saint Jorge, and as the wind was light, we only covered 28 leagues up to the morning of Saturday, the 31st of the month. In the morning of that day, we were once more abreast of the land of the Moors, from which powerful currents had previously carried us. On Sunday, April the 1st, we came to some islands close to the mainland. The first of these we called Ilha de Asotado, Island of the Flogged One, because of the flogging inflicted upon our Moorish pilot, who had lied to the captain on Saturday night by stating that these islands were the mainland. Native craft take their course between these islands and the mainland, where the water is four fathoms deep, but we kept outside of them. These islands are numerous, and we were unable to distinguish one from the other, they are inhabited. On Monday we sighted other islands five leagues off from the shore. On Wednesday the 4th of April we made sail to the northwest. Before the noon we sighted an extensive country and two islands close to it, surrounded with shoals. And when we were near enough for the pilots to recognise these islands, they told us that we had left three leagues behind us an island inhabited by Christians. We manoeuvred all day in the hope of fetching this island, but in vain, for the wind was too strong for us. After this we thought it best to bear away for a city called Mombasa, reported to be four days ahead of us. The above island was one of those which we had come to discover, for our pilot said that it was inhabited by Christians. When we bore away for the north it was already late and the wind was high. At nightfall we perceived a large island which remained to the north of us. Our pilot told us that there were two towns on this island, one of Christians 
and the other of moors. That night we stood out to sea, and in the morning we no longer saw the land. We then steered to the northwest, and in the evening we again beheld the land. During the following night we bore away to the north by west, and during the morning watch we changed our course to the north-northwest, sailing thus, before a favourable wind, the San Rafael, two hours before break of day, ran aground on a shoal about two leagues from the land. Immediately the Raphael touched bottom, the vessels following her were warned by shouts, and these were no sooner heard than they cast anchor about a distance of a gunshot from the stranded vessel and lowered their boats. When the tide fell, the Raphael lay high and dry. With the help of the boats, many anchors were laid out, and when the tide rose again in the course of the day, the vessel floated and there was much rejoicing. On the mainland facing these shoals, there rises a lofty range of mountains beautiful of aspect. These mountains we called Serras do São Rafael and gave the same name to the shoals. Whilst the vessel was high and dry, two almadias approached us. One was laden with fine oranges, better than those of Portugal. Two of the moors remained on board and accompanied us next day to Mombasa. On Saturday morning, the 7th of the month and eve of Palm Sunday, we ran along the coast and saw some islands at a distance of 15 leagues from the mainland and about 6 leagues in extent. They supply the vessels of the country with masts. All are inhabited by moors. So at the beginning of the episode, the Portuguese feel the need to assert their power in a bit of a scrap for some water, but then they move on and by the end of the episode, da Gama has reached Mombasa. In the next episode, they will meet the king of Mombasa. Thank you everyone for listening to the latest episode of Long History. If you've liked it, please do give it a like before you move on. It will be much appreciated. Please share this episode with any like-minded people who are interested in the history of early exploration, for example. Above all, thank you for listening. This was a journal of the first voyage of Vasco da Gama, Part 6, Mozambique to Mombasa. Goodbye everyone.